welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. And I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, are you saving up for World Cup tickets? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm ready to give a body part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're recording this uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, you know, kind of a, always a little quiet time in, in the college sports calendar as, as we're talking Today, a uh, big story of the day is obviously the World Cup. We're not going to talk about that, even though it will be at uh, the Miami Hurricane Stadium, um, which, you know, everyone wants a new stadium. But when you look at the things that, that Hard Rock Stadium gets to host and Miami gets to say they play there, that's pretty good. Um, that's Very actually cool. not a bad transition or a main topic today. We're going to basically break this into two halves. Uh, second half, we're going to dive into some recruiting because we have not talked really any recruiting um, on this show lately, and we are in recruiting season. Um, next weekend uh, is the Legends Camp, which is uh, the new Paradise Camp. Um, that actually neither of us will be at. We'll both be out of town that weekend. Barry Jackson will be covering it for us. Um, but anyway, that's that's always a big, big weekend and a big marker of an important time in the recruiting calendar. But where we got to start uh, is the NCAA is snooping around Miami again. Um, in particular with conjunction to uh, John Ruiz and his, um, how should we say, uh, outspoken NIL efforts, uh, brazen NIL efforts. I don't know what the proper adjective is, but uh, obviously Miami has become one of the biggest stories in this NIL world with, um, you know, how, how visible and public John Ruiz has been as a figurehead, uh, a, one, and a one person entity. Uh, kind of responsible for a lot of the money um, Miami athletes yeah. are being promised. I think you you talked to him uh, the other day uh, amid this NCAA uh, investigation, uh, and he said, or maybe it's not maybe an not investigation. Whatever we're, we'll call I it, whatever they're calling it, inquiry, probe, probe inquiry. Yeah, we, they yeah. all are kind of synonyms a little bit. Um, yeah, agree. He said he is uh, about se- I think seven million money yes million dollars um mm-hmm. signed away to players this year obviously the the question that the ncaa is trying to figure out is uh are particular with a guy like nigel pack who, who announces a uh four hundred thousand dollar a year deal basically the moment after he commits to miami or are these enticements is it a pay to play thing um like like i just said you you Talked to, to John Ruiz the other day, you, and everyone can check out that story at MiamiHerald.com or in the paper, I guess Thursday's paper was it in, or Wednesday's paper. Um, what what were the big takeaways from talking to him, uh, and what are the, the senses you've gotten about this NCAA um, uh, question asking, I guess we'll call it? Right. Well, the, the NCAA is, is, you know, says they're crocking down. I, yeah. We knew that as far as uh, they've been talking about not, it for about a month, maybe two. Yeah, months. exactly. Not announcing that they don't that you know that you can't induce recruits and uh, and that it be you know crocking down and monitoring and nil nil deals. Excuse me yeah. to make sure that there are no violations and that apparently their intention is not to go after the actual student athletes, but uh, the boosters. Right. I, I, I don't know if they've said that. That's kind of, that's what we've sensed. Um, they're the ones that have the money. Um, 
Um, he said that he told me that he was he was asked by UM to come to, uh, explain to the NCAA how uh, he goes about uh, this this process um, and how he, you know what it entails him mm -hmm. him his sponsorships or whatever and his with the with the players um, and um, and he said he happily came to talk about it and uh he said the he talked to uh one man and two women from the ncaa and there were several um people there uh obviously he said and uh uh yeah that's it he said he talked about how he puts his deals together he gave suggestions he wants the ncaa to be more involved and and to be able to approve of these deals. The NCAA, I mean, it's not the, excuse me, the schools. Yes. The schools, I think. And and actually, I think the NCAA too, also. But the schools um, don't really do that now. They just make sure they look at the contracts and, you know, what, and whether they believe that they're following the rules and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they don't, uh, they, they they, that's pretty much it they don't really do do they stay out of it that's why we're you know uh, the coaches never talk about it and they don't really don't talk about it much they kind of they're separate yeah there's supposed um, to be uh independently made deals between student athlete and right but uh, there's no like there's no uh, set rules. No rules. That's, that's the problem that, but let's, i mean yeah. that, that's the elephant in the room it's and you know it's the NCAA, I think I've said it on this show probably before. They basically made a gamble that, hey, they're never going to be, we're, we're never going to let players get play, players get paid in any manner. Uh, they right. lost on that gamble and they were totally caught totally unprepared when um, the law came for them basically. And we're like, you guys are breaking the law by banning this kind of stuff. Um, so now for the last year, it's almost a year, right? I think it was almost July. a year, July 1st. Yep. Yeah, um, it's like the, the the phrase like the Wild West gets thrown around a lot, but the last year has really been kind of true. The right, days of the Wild West where anything went because there were no rules. There were literally no rules. And I mean, when you think I, I know when you think yeah, because it's up to the states or whatever, and the yeah. states are all different. And and, and when you seven million bucks, I mean, it's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Seven million bucks, he says. That's his payroll, somewhere around seven million, uh, for for contracts for about 115 athletes. He said, and that's the combined payroll, about seven million. And the biggest deal was a two-year, uh, eight hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand a year. Okay, for Kansas State basketball transfer Nigel Pack. Uh, but you know, I think he's also, uh, you know, there's also the 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 Cavender. Cavender twins, yes. the 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 twin basketball yeah, women, basketball female players. basketball players at UM. Uh, you know, John Ruiz, I guess on April 21st, the young lady welcome to lunch. But has discussed so I don't think anybody knows the exact terms of Ruiz's deal with the the twin young women and they're they, supposedly they're they're worth an estimated well they have an estimated one million in nil sponsorship deals 
they have 4 million TikTok followers. Yeah, so they're, they're I mean, almost influencers as much as they are athletes. Although the, the oh, one, at least, oh, yeah. one was, it was a, I think conference player of the year um, in her league. So. Oh yeah. I'm not saying they're not good, but the, you know, I, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money being thrown around and I'm not for, I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're doing videos for the company. They're promoting his company and for cigarette racing. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it's a lot of money for doing that stuff, I guess. Yeah. Some, some of the, a lot of attention, um, I think good. And obviously we're saying maybe bad, um, depending where this NCAA probe leads. Um, Although it doesn't yeah. sound like there's like an imminent, like, it doesn't sound like we're on like the verge of like Miami getting punished or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, I it know. could be. Yeah. And they have said that they're like, they would basically, if they come up with rules and they found out that people violated them before the rules existed, you could get punished. So that doesn't seem like it would like hold up in court necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the NCAA is a lawyer. So um, I don't know. But, the NCA has nothing to do with court. I know. As far as I'm concerned, but but I I think they also have to be careful because so many people have been they uh, have been down on the NCA that they in in the last several years that they've kind of loosened everything up. Yeah. you know, and since the like here, the SEC at some point could just be like, we secede from the SEC. Yeah, I think that's what they're worried about. Yeah. That football does that, you know, and it's then already basically kind of runs independent. Like the the yeah. college football playoff is not run by the NCAA, so the NCAA True. does not have a whole lot of leverage on anything other than basketball because they run the NCAA tournament which is their biggest money maker and obviously you know one of the probably right there with right behind the in terms of U.S. sports right behind the Super Bowl and and college football playoff it's it's the third biggest thing there is um but yeah Miami obviously the jokes all all week have been like of course it was going to start with Miami um I would imagine they're doing similar things or plan to do similar things with Texas A&M and Texas because Miami's not alone. They're unique in the fact in that it's John Ruiz is this brash, outspoken, very public right. about um, how much money, specific dollar figures he's making sure are kind of known. Um, yeah, obviously. And the fact that he is, you know, you look at like Texas or Texas A&M, uh, there's a lot of collective stuff there. It's not one, you know, Miami, obviously there's some other like businesses that are, they're sponsoring guys. I know like Tyler Van Dyke has a ton of uh, sponsorships from, from people other than John Ruiz. Um, you know, obviously right. uh, all, all canes, right. They've done a bunch of deals like for different uh, apparel lines or like. I t- think it's a canes wear. Canes wear, sorry, not all canes. Yeah. Uh, canes wear has done a bunch of stuff. With uh yeah, with Strepo um, has one there. James Williams, right, has one there. Like a bunch. James of, Williams has the big one. He's the he's the big, you know, um, ambassador. I remember, I remember early on in the process, there was a great photo of um, uh, Gilbert Frierson holding up two tomahawk steaks at Lamelo's Meat Market. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> so I'm, that was I'm, great. Miami is unique in that. Uh, obviously, there's one figurehead who is uh, seems to be at least. Uh, responsible for a lot of the money going to yeah i think that's why they and and again he's just he's not hot he's not 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 trying to be subtle at all about what he's doing obviously that's part of it is he wants to promote his businesses and stuff and a lot of people never heard of life wallet before know about life wallet now so it's paid off i guess in in that sense but 
Um, That's true. That is a good point. And I and uh, but also, like you like I said, brings the NCAA. You know, it's it's not exactly being subtle when the NCAA is looking for someone to try to figure out if they're breaking rules. That's an easy first guy to call. Yeah, and they, you know, and like you said, I think you mentioned Texas A&M, Nick Saban. I mean, there's all kinds of goodies, right? You know, Nick Saban saying that that Jimbo uh, Texas A&M bought every player on their team. He said that they bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness right out that yeah, we didn't buy one player. He said, but and then and then of course, boom, then Jimbo Jimbo Fisher. You know, goes goes back and and takes shots at him. Uh, you know, saying some bad things too. So, it, it, it's it's the major programs I would think are like that are going to be under scrutiny. Yeah, and again, the NCAA is really the thing here is they got to like figure out what the rules are because that that the biggest problem we have here is not schools breaking rules. Um, it's that <laughs> there are no rules. Um, right. It. I, you know, uh, one of the rules is like no play, no pay for play, basically, right? You cannot right. offer a recruit or a transfer or something, an NIL deal contingent on them uh, either transferring to the school or, or signing with the school. Um, I, I think there's some thought that it, there's, there's definitely people who think the Nigel Pack deal, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, we don't know, but the Nigel Pack deal would qualify as that. Um, and I mean, there's been a report, I think that Nico Iamaleva, who's like a five-star quarterback going to Tennessee um, or has like an $8 million NIL deal already in place. Like there, there's, wow. there, there are rules that are very, you know, they're and definitely being broken out there somewhere, whether it's at Miami or Tennessee or Texas A&M, like people are breaking that rule. The question is what, like, there's not really any specificity on what that rule is. Um, Correct. And what qualifies something as a pay for play deal, um, you know, and like what, you know, if, if you get the word to, you know, if you're not signing anything before the deal comes into place, there's no paper trail basically. Um, so yeah, in the NCAA, they're just, they're, they're a year behind and they've lost control of the situation. And my yeah. an easy an easy place to start trying to fix it at, but um, I think I I I think you know John Ruiz I I know like I said that he 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 would like uh you know he would like the schools to get involved right and and uh, and approve kind of uh you know the the people that are getting involved in these deals I guess like Life Wallet or whatever he'd like them to you know, get involved and, and say, yeah, they're okay. They're kosher there or whatever. And, uh, and that, you know, he thinks the NCAA should be involved also as far as, um, you know, looking at the, the you know, the, the uh, representatives, the marketing agents or, you know, the attorneys that are involved with the deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, really what, what needs to happen in some capacity is basically um, like you report all your NIL deals to your school's compliance officer who then right. sends that to the NCAA and like there's like a record of all of this because as of now, like I said, it's 
it's the wild west and there are there there are no rules essentially <laughs> and um and 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 you know what david i was thinking i was also thinking like I mean, John Ruiz, yes, he's a lawyer and he's very confident that he's doing everything above board and he insists that he would never uh, do something that's not kosher, not a, that he's not allowed to do. The thing mm -hmm. is, you wonder, I'm sure Miami people are very nervous. You wonder just because somebody thinks that, right. what if, what I... I, even if he's super smart and he really does know whatever, but somehow you never know what the other side is going to come up with. What if they come up with some really strange little hidden thing that nobody knew about or right. some, you know what I mean? Like that. Oh no. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. You did yeah. I mean, they could change the, they can change the rules and like, there's nothing you can do about it. Cause they guess or yeah. Or, Oh yeah. The is judge, jury and executioner in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little, I would say, say the least nerve wracking, you know, and I'm sure the coaches just hate it by the way. I, yes. In one respect, the coaches love it. If it's getting them, kids you know they're interested in the sexiness of the of the possible yeah. things but and the other and the other side of it is the coaches are like uh i don't want to deal with this crap i just want to you know yeah well and that's why i think like i mean yeah. obviously a m is in the middle of like this kind of firestorm too because of the saving comments but that's right. like the that's the the argument for like kind of do this in, in silence right is like uh you're just not in the news all the time. Like, you know, every, yeah. Miami, frankly, is spending a lot less than a lot of their uh, peers, basically, on this NIL stuff. Miami is, you know, they're getting good. You know, Nigel Pack was a first-team all-conference player uh, at Kansas right. State. Um, they haven't really landed a huge – but they, you know, they haven't landed, like, a five-star offensive lineman or, you know, Shamar Stewart obviously went to Texas A&M. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like you need the NIL stuff, and I think Miami being yeah. open, I think John Ruiz being open about it has probably helped Miami a little bit just to make it. You know, you you, you talk a big game. Um, obviously, he's spending like seven million dollars, like you said, that's a lot of money. Um, yes, but like you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta talk a bigger game uh, because everyone knows Texas A and M and Texas have the money. They don't they don't have to talk. Miami, they're new to this kind of. Uh, they they got to talk a big game for it um and we'll see if it, right. it backfires at all on miami um i'm still kind of skeptical that like anyone could be punished for what has happened already like you said you never know because in sub can i'm telling you, on you that, like, like yeah I'm here's what's gonna happen okay all right so what happens is the other the schools tell on each other right that's that, that that's that's the one school uh is gonna is gonna say hey hey here's a tip check out miami blah 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 you, did you realize that blah 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 and blah 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 and then the other school i'm, I'm not talking about like nick saban and jimbo fisher you know like i'm, I'm telling you people are making phone calls to the ncaa yeah. well the other thing is the sec it's kind of mutually assured destruction right we're like if <laughs> Saban really wants to snitch on Jimbo. You know what Jimbo's going to do? Snitch right back on Saban. Of course. 
I'm mean, sure they've done it already. I, you know, you got Miami, you got Florida State is obviously in the NIL game to a big, you know, they're a huge football school too. Right. Clemson, I'm sure is, even though Dabo likes to act like he's above all that and doesn't want anyone to get paid, you know, there's people. Right. But, right. You know, it's the ACC, like, is Boston College out there spending a ton of money? Probably, like, not to this degree. Like, right. right? That's the problem with the, the, that's the one thing that concerns me about if I'm Miami or maybe even Florida State or, or Clemson is like, these SEC schools want to snitch on you. They've got the, they've got the power there. The SEC, the NCAA can't afford to piss off the SEC because like we said, there's, you can just secede and like start your own thing. And, you know, when, especially when they get Texas and Oklahoma and all those schools in there, um, you know, if Miami gets pissed or Florida state gets pissed or Clemson gets pissed and the ACC gets pissed, the NCAA is like, who cares? Do they yeah, care about? I guess. I see a little bit here, but like at the same time, like you said, there, there's, I think there's more mutually assured destruction with the snitching in the SEC than there is in the ACC because it's more competitive in the SEC just in terms of the sheer number of teams that are probably spending the kind of money that Miami is spending. Miami is a little bit of an outlier in the ACC. Like they always have been. Yeah. Yep. I, I still somehow I just feel like something's going to happen out of uh, left field or whatever that you, we, we, we didn't expect something. I don't know. I'm not well, saying I, it's gonna I, be I think the more likely course of action, in my opinion, is that we they pass a bunch of rules that seem sort of targeted at Miami, not necessarily like specifically targeted at Miami, but Miami fans are going to feel like they're targeted at them, but they're really probably targeted at Texas, of course. A&M, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, all the schools that are doing this. Um, and we might might get something called like the people refer to as a John Ruiz rule or something somewhere along the lines here. But um, yeah, it's it's um, and I think there's, you know, I know, like I said earlier, it helps to like talk a big game. There is a difference between John Ruiz basically tweeting out. And I don't know if he's ever specifically done this. Uh, like we've signed Nigel Pack to a four hundred thousand dollar a year deal. And just like having the guys tweet about life wallet, like there's a difference between that. And I wonder if we'll get to a point like that eventually where you got to actually like be promoting the business rather than making the promotion off signing the deal. Like the, the promotion has to be like something real rather than making a headline. And I think eventually like it's all gonna, well, you would say he's doing that. I mean, he's, yeah, no, you know, he's doing that. They're all doing their, whatever. Yeah, they the have those, all those at promote. I do think they're paid paid an awful lot of money for whatever they're doing but i mean i you know yeah he is doing that and i like that he's upfront about it yeah you know i i think that's great for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah it makes it easy to write about and like you said gets his name in the headlines and stuff so um but it's very cool but i but i i i wonder if they're going to change some of the regulations on how this stuff is disclosed and stuff like that to maybe uh, make it a little bit more uniform where, and again, like I think Miami would maybe benefit from that where you don't have one guy just uh, drawing the attention of the NCAA. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's move over to recruiting, um, which is obviously tied into this. Um, it is recruiting <laughs> season, as I said at the top here. Um, Miami had a bunch of official visitors, I think six official visitors on campus over the weekend. They got something like six more coming this weekend. Had a couple mm-hmm. the weekend before. And then the last weekend of June is Legends Camp, where they'll have a bunch of visitors too. Uh, we just have not talked a lot about recruiting. Um, so I figured we'd dive in um, and kind of talk about the five biggest recruiting needs Miami has here. Uh, they've added, since the start of June, one commit uh, on Tuesday. got Jackson Carver, a, um, according to Rivals, a four-star tight end. Um, from He's now at Loomis Chafee School in Connecticut, originally from Minnesota, was at a school in Indiana, a prep school in Indiana for a year. Um, really interesting player, I'll say. A lot of people have obviously written about his background. Um, he was committed uh-huh. to game for lacrosse at one point. At uh, one point, he was getting recruited by Dartmouth for hockey. Um, he played his first year of football last year uh, in Indiana uh, because he moved for or transferred to play lacrosse there. And all of a sudden, hockey season didn't overlap anymore. So he was able to try out football. And then he winds up dropping lacrosse, going all in on football. He's doing a post-grad year. Uh, ran track and field last year, too, so a four-sport athlete. Um, but they yeah, got to- I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah. I Six foot six, yeah, right? They, yeah, it's a, it's a cool pickup. Uh, I think they got bigger fish to fry, though, um, okay. as we get to the rest of the month here. Um, number one I have on this list, it's always number one on the list, and that's a quarterback. Um, no quarterback yet committed. Um, nope. Need one every year. Um, yes, maybe two if you can get them because with the way guys transfer now, it's never a bad idea to get as many as you can. Um, and Miami is still swinging big there. Uh, Jaden Rashada, uh, a four star top 50 prospect, uh, from Pittsburgh, California. Um, just pushed back his commitment date, which seemed like a good sign for Miami. They didn't really seem like they were had a shot, a real good shot at him when he was set to commit this weekend. Um, he's got one official visit yet left to use. So I think the big thing to monitor if Miami can get him on campus for that last official visit before he makes his decision at the end of the month, uh, that's a good sign. Um, but if not, they got to find a guy somewhere anyway. Um, Emery Williams from, uh, Milton, Florida is, is kind of the, the main name to know there. Um, I have not seen him play, but I've heard good things. He's not very highly ranked, but kind of one of those like late bloom. Well, you know, he's from Milton, so it's like not big. He's not from South Florida or Tampa, you know, one of those big markets. Um, yeah, but, he just tweeted, tweeted he, out that he's yeah, excited. Yeah, he's still visiting this weekend. People think he yeah. might be a little 
little under the radar uh, because, again, like I said, he doesn't play the same type of competition necessarily up there and obviously just doesn't get the same level of exposure uh, as he would if he was at IMG or Miami Central or something. Uh, uh, Jaden Rashada, is he a what, – what, what kind of quarterback is he? He's kind of a drop back. Yeah, big big guy. I'm not sure the exact size. He's not a, um, he's not a runner, though, is he? Uh, not not that I know of. Six know. four, yeah. one eighty. I mean, he's got big, like good athleticism, good big size too. Very so good. Few interceptions to touchdown. The ratio twenty seven touchdowns. Yeah, he's um, and the interesting thing about him is he plays um. Seven on seven. He's from California, but he plays seven on seven with the Miami Immortals. So. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, seven on seven has quickly become uh, AAU. Uh, only kind of even crazier, honestly. Um, so he's obviously got, you know, like Robbie Washington, who's committed to Miami, plays for that team. Uh, Andy Jean, who I wouldn't be surprised if he commits to Miami soon, plays for that team. Um, so he's got some connections down here. Um, but Miami's got some work to do there. Um, any other quarterback thoughts? I mean, no, I, I, I agree with you on, um, you know, on people possibly transferring. Right. That's all. I, 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 I do think that's a definite concern. Um, I, I, I think it, this season will tell as far as Tyler. If he has a great season and goes pro, that's one thing. Right. Yeah, we've, uh, if, we've talked a lot about the ideal scenario. It sets up nicely where you got Tyler for a year. Then Jake for a year or two, Curry <laughs> Brown for a year or two. Yeah, um, exactly. It never works out quite as well as as you plan, right? That's right. And now they're going. Yeah, I mean Miami's kind of big time quarterback wise, so they've got to kind of keep keep that going, keep that yeah. pipeline. Yeah, going. Rashado would qualify as that. Williams, like I said, a little like kind of. I think he's only barely a top one thousand recruit. You know, he's a late kind of a merger on the, the, the recruiting scene. So he'll pro- you know, probably wind up higher than that. I know people are high on him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you want to get a like blue chip stud kind of guy every year. And obviously Rashad would qualify Williams as of now would not, we'll see how his senior year goes and all that kind of stuff. But um, they got, they got options and they, they want to swing big though. They've been swinging big. All cycle, they've been on Dante Moore, who was a five-star quarterback from Michigan. Uh, Nico Amaleva, who I talked about, um, visited at one point. So they really they swung big on the national guys. Um, and Rashad is kind of their last great chance to get, to get one of those like true elite uh, prospects. Um, number two, I got on the list is is got to get these local wide receivers. It's a really really good local wide receiver class. You got Brandon Innes at American Heritage, who's a five-star. Got Jalen mm-hmm. Brown at Gulliver, who's a five-star. You've got Hakeem Williams at Stranahan, who uh, I think, according to some of the services, is a five-star. Um, and also uh, our overall athlete of the year for Broward. Actually, Jalen Brown, also one of our overall athletes. And Jalen, yep. Um, as a two-sport track and and uh, football guy, Hakeem Williams uh, was like a real contender to be our basketball player of the year. He's not going to play basketball in college because he's a six five center um but he's just kind of gives you the the sense of what kind of athlete he is and then you got a bunch of other guys you know robbie washington who's already committed is a really good potential slot type guy 
Um, and a two-way athlete, he could actually play in the secondary too. Um, Nathaniel Joseph at Edison, who just decommitted from Clemson, is maybe the best slot guy in the country. Um, I mentioned Andy Jean from Northwestern, who was at one point committed to Miami. I would not be surprised if he's back in the class at some point soon. Um, yeah, they've, they've got a, a chance to, I think a Brown, Joseph, Jean, Washington class is like very likely at this point. Um, you would lack some size. That's why you'd love to get hiking. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you about that, about size. They've got, they've had a lot of slot people that yeah. are really good, but, um, they could use some really big bodies, but yeah. Who's the last like great big receiver Miami had. It's been a while, right? Andre Johnson. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm kidding. I know. Lawrence Cager wound up being pretty good at Georgia. Um, yeah, he was a pretty yeah. good red zone target for Miami. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't not, think he would qualify. No. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, no, and and neither would. How about uh, the all time the all time leading receiver for a season, 1,200 yards. He played for the Dolphins. Oh uh, my God. Was that? Philip Dorsett? No. No, 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 no. Oh, oh Hearns? Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. He's, he's like skinny. That he was like lanky and yeah, skinny. He wasn't a big body. I, I'm just, I'm just like naming people and thinking who's a big, strong. K, KJ, uh, KJ's not like tall, but he was like big and strong like that. KJ Osborne. Yeah, he was big and strong. But yeah, was wasn't tall, super right? tall. No. Yeah. No, it's a really good point. I mean, it's just they've not had a lot. And they need they need that because now they have the quarterbacks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they got you know with like big arm. Obviously, we saw Charleston Rambo, um, like that size. But he was so skinny. Skinny, but he gives you that yeah. like six, one six foot frame, like long arms. I think they've got a couple of guys like that. Like Jalen Brown is probably similarly. Obviously, he's a lot younger than, than Rambo, but similarly sized. Um, I think Andy Andy Jean. Um, He's kind of probably draw a lot of comparisons to Romello Brenson, um, obviously a Northwestern guy, but similar type receiver. Um, but yeah, like Hakeem Williams is really the only guy locally that gives you that big physical. I don't know what he's listed at six, four, six, five um, average double, double for a state championship basketball team. Um, like he's, he's, he's the guy like, to me, like Brandon Ennis is, is kind of, I think, the top-ranked guy in this group. Um, I think that the thought for a while has been that he's probably going to wind up at USC. He was committed to Oklahoma uh, for a while uh, before Lincoln Riley left. Um, Hakeem Williams is, like, as good as Brandon Ennis is, and he's incredible. You know, like Jalen Brown is similar. Like, all, all these guys, like, if you put four of them together, you kind of can re- match what you expect to get out of Ennis. But Hakeem Williams is that big, like, home run swing that if they can get him then it's like a home run haul i think for this because he's he's different like in south florida we just don't get a lot of those big receivers right it's always yeah, it's interesting i mean they got they have the transfer they got frank ladson right yeah um, out of clemson you know but yeah but yeah i mean i think he's six three or they say he's six three i know he's very you know, tall he's thin he's thin yeah uh and yeah really there's no yeah. And Br- what do they list? You have the roster up in front of you. It sounds like what do they list Brinson at? Brinson, they it's list one or six two. 
185. He's pretty tall too, but he's skinny also. But he's also young, so. And they got and they've got uh, Michael Redding. Six two. Yeah. Now you know where they're getting their size though is is when you recruit a six six tight end and maybe get another six six tight end committed later in the week. So right. I by the way about that. Are we talking about the tight end again? We already did the tight end, right? So I the tight end. Um. You know I I love the lacrosse playing. Yeah. Well, so hockey. actually, I have number four on my list. This isn't really a need, but I think it's important okay. to point out there's just this focus on athleticism and multi-sport yeah because um, Carver qualifies for that and Reed yeah, McCaffrey uh-huh. was this other 6'6 tight end who visited over the weekend and Miami's in the top two for him with a decision p- coming soon he says um, another guy who played his first year of basketball last or first year of football last year was always a basketball player before so they they've got this this focus on I think it's a confidence in the ability to develop guys this focus on get the athlete here get the guy, you know, like as a competitor, all that kind of stuff. And we'll figure out the football when they get here. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Especially tight ends. It seems like, you know, oh, if you're, that's, that's the position, right? How many basketball players you can great tight end? Jimmy Graham, obviously. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. But Jimmy Graham, I mean, At Miami, he wasn't great. Right. That tight end. Well, he's pretty good. He was, he was, no, he was good. He had a couple of big drops that people went crazy about, but he, uh, he was, he was good, yeah. uh, and, and and he was and he was learning the position. Right, and he exactly. got better. He got better fast, but I I just think that guys that are like, like this kid we're talking about that are like really good athletes all around uh, at the tight end position are very valuable. Yeah. They uh, somehow they end up because. They're, they're really tough and they well, can- yeah that's you know so a lot of guys who do the basketball to football, right and the the worries always are they like tough enough or they you know that's julio skinner was a basketball player same same idea coming in yeah i mean they but yeah i mean look Jimmy at the sports Graham. that carver played and it was lacrosse and hockey and yeah. you know, he's like he's gonna block basically yeah they don't they're not at all scared about going over the middle and boom you know mm-hmm. so um Another position with that same idea is you look at a lot of these linemen they're recruiting. They've already got one from Frankie Tinalau, who's going to play at LaSalle in the fall um, from Australia. You know, was a rugby player, picked up the sport late. You look a couple of weeks ago, they had this uh, offensive lineman, Olas Allenin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but he's from Finland. Um, and Love actually it. will play at Loomis Chafee with um, Carver next year. Um, offensive lineman who's, you know, got Alabama. Like he's, he's kind of become one of the best high school offensive linemen in the country. Um, they've got, uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Not that I'm going to pronounce it right. Collins at, at Chiampong, um, who's out in Anaheim, defensive end from Ghana. Like they've got all these, they, there's this just wide focus on find me the athlete, find me the guy who's played multiple sports and we trust our ability to develop them. I think that's pretty telling that how many of those guys Miami is going after right now. Yeah, it's a good, really good point. They do think they have the ability to develop anybody. Especially the offensive linemen, right? You look at, I mean, Mario, his track record there, like that's, it's kind of like a market inefficiency to get guys like that who, who are maybe a little raw or, or unpolished. If you can develop 
offensive lineman is the always the hardest position to evaluate recruiting wise. You look at how many so hard yes so, guys or uh, not power five guys wind up going in the first round. It's offensive lineman all the time because it's such a hard position. The five star guys sometimes you get an Evan Neal who is the best tackle in, in high school and winds up being the best tackle in the country in college. But a lot of times it's Zion Nelson who no one knew about until Miami got him at the last minute. And now he's one of the best offensive linemen in the country. And, and, and Navon Donaldson, you know, yeah. just, just, I, there are people that come out of high school and that right. are, you know, five star or whatever, or, you know, they're the number yeah. one, whatever, all American, the pre and they, yeah, exactly. And, and it never, never really, yeah, nothing seems to pan out as much as they thought it would. So mm-hmm. um, we're, we're starting to run long. So let's speed through these last two. Um, we're talking about linemen, Miami. Another thing that strikes me about what they're doing, they are looking everywhere for good offensive linemen. Uh, got it. This month alone, they have players visiting on the offensive line. Uh, one from IMG. Um, I mentioned Allen in from Finland slash Connecticut. Uh, got Peyton Kirkland coming from Orlando. They got another one coming from South Carolina this weekend. They got one coming from Georgia on defense. Wow. They, got, they had a kid from Texas last weekend. Uh, one coming from Washington, Minnesota, Georgia. I mentioned the Ghanaian slash Anaheimian Anaheim from Anaheim uh, defensive end. So they're they're looking all over for um, talent there, and that is we talked when Mario got hired about the way it's going to change. They're going to be a little bit more, I think of a national recruiting brand than they are just focusing on local. I think, you know, wide receiver, they might not take a wide receiver from outside South Florida, but Mario is going to go out and get linemen wherever he can find them, especially on the, you know, you can find good defensive ends, good defensive tackles down here in South Florida, but you know, he knows you gotta, you gotta look far and wide for good offensive linemen and good defensive tackle yeah definitely and he'll get he'll get get the transfers and he'll get whatever from wherever and i think he's really smart that he's he's made that his kind of priority i think the trenches yes uh, on both sides it's really really smart because i mean to me the key this year is protecting tyler yeah definitely that's to me. That's and then, the key. And you know what? The priority of the next year is going to yeah. be protecting Jake Garcia, probably. So yeah, exactly. And I think protecting Tyler because, uh, you know, yeah, you need the good. Of course, you need the good receivers, which you know it's been a struggle for them. Kind of that position has been challenging. Put it that way. I don't know, um, but the uh, the linemen. Uh, I mean, that'll just open everything up. So maybe it's not a five-star receiver, but if Tyler does his thing and he's, he has time to do it, I think they're in really good shape. Yeah. Uh, last one I have is they still just kind of need like, you know, every, every great recruiting class, it feels like has that one guy, right? James Williams, uh, yep. the guy who like kind of rallies the troops and attracts attention a little bit, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. an out of state five-star guy who, who joins early and all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, uh, most of the time, though, it's a guy like James Williams who he commits and all of a sudden, like, who doesn't want to go team up with James Williams at Miami? I think, I honestly, I think the James Williams, Leonard Taylor class, like, has had knock-on effects moving forward where you you see a guy like Wesley Vesaint who watched them last year uh, start or contribute a lot as freshmen or, like, there's some good pieces there. Like, 
they, they still need that guy, I think, locally. Right now, they actually only have one four-star, according to 24-7 composite rankings, only one four-star recruit committed. That's Robbie Washington from Palmetto. Um, yeah, I think getting a guy like Nathaniel Joseph would help, who's kind of like very well-respected locally, seven-on-seven superstar, um, has been, you know, two-time all-county guy. Like, kind of everyone knows, like, inner-city Miami kid. Like, everyone just kind of knows, like, he's yeah, which one was- of those local stars. They, yeah. they need a guy like that. I think he would help. I think Ruben Bain is the other one I would like look at who like, if you just try to get him in the fold, um, his brother is currently like a GA at Miami. He's Tolbert Bain's nephew, I think. So he's got like all those Miami connections. Um, so get, get one of those guys. And I think it, it starts things moving in the right direction, right? You need that momentum. Israel. Yeah, I agree. Israel. Yeah, agree. Totally. The, the, the local, they, they need to keep the, you know, stay in the crib. Yeah. Name. They it's do. Really hard. And, like, you know, like they would obviously love to get Jalen Brown, but he's, you know, probably going to wait until September or something to commit. Like he's, he's not in a rush. So you got to find the guys who, you know, you can get on board early and, and get the, get the snowball rolling in the right direction. Yeah. At what, at what point do you think they, or do they, ever get nervous like we need to get more guys you know or they don't it's still way early right but a lot of if they get you know obviously they'll have a lot of visitors on campus that legends camp weekend um which is next weekend yeah that's yeah that's gonna be big you're right that if they get to the end of june and they're still sitting with like six guys only one four-star recruit in the class like i think all of a sudden i don't think they will ever panic because i don't think mario is one to panic necessarily uh this quickly but i think that would be the time where you're like all right come on like let, let's start getting some guys in the fold here no i i i don't think mario panics i think he gets revved up yes like, that, that's probably the I, I, yeah i think he'll he'll get like we think he's hyper or whatever he'll get he'll be on overdrive i i i can't even imagine what it's going to be like at at uh it's not paradise camp. Yeah. it's not paradise camp but uh, legends I, I can't even imagine can you imagine when they start like marketing that like big time when they start putting out the videos and all the stuff little teases um yeah he needs to get they're probably going to thrive on a couple of nice uh commitments out yeah, of that exactly. and hope that it yeah so that's right. gonna be fun I wonder who's gonna talk i wonder how mario's gonna do it with like who gives the speech and yeah you know, it'll be thing. I'm kind of bummed I'm not going to be there for it, but uh, Barry, Jeff, I know. like I said, I'll have it covered for us. Um, yeah, that, Barry will <laughs> So uh, let's finish up there. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Uh, I've been writing a lot of recruiting stuff this week. So a lot of recruiting. That out. Finally got, you know, I, between hockey and basketball, there was not a lot of time for it. And then all of a sudden I got to this week and I was like, got nothing to do. Let's let's catch up on Miami. Oh, uh, you you had plenty. Larry Bluestein, all the our little awards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Roland Smith gets a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, Roland Smith. Miami. We talked about last week. So, yep. All right. Um, thanks again, though, for listening. And um, I don't know if we'll be back next week. We'll, we'll kind of play it by ear. We're both going on vacation next weekend. Um, so, yeah, I think we, man, that's kind of my long summer vacation coming up. Maybe we, I think we could find something to yeah. talk about. Right. Don't so you? We'll, we'll hopefully come back next week. But if not, uh, we'll talk to you guys later.